Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make the journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. Welcome to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's about the food and more than the food. It's about individual health and the health of organizations. I'm Lisa Baker, and my vision is a world in which individuals and organizations can be well while doing good. My mission is to give these organizations and individuals the programs, resources, and practices to get there. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food we put in our mouths and everything else that nourishes us or doesn't, with special attention to the opportunities to get healthy for those burning out in mission-driven work. Season one focused mostly on the food we put in our mouths and a few other parts of our lives that can affect our relationship with food. Season two focused on conversations with women experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who support them, and others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations. Please visit the podcast homepage to check out previous episodes. Season three will be a mix of solo episodes and interviews with guests, all focused on finding our way out of burnout and back to health after more than 18 months of the pandemic. Let's get started. Today's podcast is brought to you by Eat Your Way to Health, my group health coaching program for women burning out in mission-driven work. What makes this program different from other programs? I've spent more than 20 years in the nonprofit sector, from church to education to 501c3, so I understand the stresses that are specific to mission-driven work. For more information and to apply for the September 2021 cohort, go to isgood slash eat program. That's is dot gd slash eat program, or follow the link in the show notes. And if you're not in need of coaching and are looking to do some good in the world, consider donating to the EAT Scholarship Fund. Details at simplyhealthcoaching.com slash gift. And that link is also in the show notes. As I mentioned in episode one of season three, this season of the Simply Health Coaching podcast is going to feature some solo episodes mixed in with the interviews because I want to cover some of the concepts that I use in my work, whether it's with teams or individuals. This month, I have more great interviews coming up with some brilliant experts on burnout and the nonprofit sector. And the bonus solo episodes are going to cover the process that I take my clients through when we start to turn their burnout around. I call the process by its acronym EAT, E-A-T, and you can catch the first step, which is E for engage, in the bonus episode from last Saturday, which I will link up in the show notes. If you're on my email list, you recently received a request to fill out a quick survey for me, and when I say quick, I mean quick. It takes less than three minutes, I promise. Full disclosure, if you're not on my email list, You can still find the link to the survey in the show notes, and you're welcome to fill it out as long as you understand that I will add you to my list with that information. So yeah, that's not a threat. Actually, being on my email list is great, especially if you need a weekly poke to make good choices, which is what today's bonus episode is all about. Anyway, the final question on the survey asks, what's the most important thing you want me to know about you and or your health journey? And asking an open-ended question rather than a yes-no question or multiple choice or checkboxes can be a little bit dangerous because the answers can be all over the map. 
maybe dangerous is not the right word. I'm just trying to avoid that Midwest nice term interesting because apparently in the Midwest, we use the word interesting when we would prefer to use one that might be perceived as not nice. So let's just say that the answers I've received to that question range from, I feel stuck on my health journey and I'm sick of it to I'm a work in progress and I'm so glad to be on this journey and everything in between. But back to prevention, one answer that pleasantly surprised me was, I've always been more interested in prevention than cures. Why did this surprise me? As a health coach, I work with a wide range of clients from the very stuck to those making steady progress to those who seemingly change their lives in the course of one session, which I'm not going to lie, sometimes leaves me wondering, like, what the heck are we going to do for the rest of the time we're together? But it's very rare to find a client who sees the downward trajectory of their health journey and decides to reverse that curve. Most of the time, they've hit their own personal version of rock bottom, the point at which it's too late for prevention and they're looking for a cure. So maybe they've gotten some scary numbers from their last physical. They aren't sleeping well or long enough. They're more stressed out than ever. They weigh more than they ever thought they could. They've stopped being able to walk around the block without stopping for a break. Their relationships are in the toilet. They see their coworkers on Zoom more than they see their family members in person. They have no meaningful spiritual practice or the time to practice it. They can't remember the last time they stepped outside into the sunshine. Because who's got the time, right? Have you ever noticed that in America, at least, there seems to be very little inclination to prevent disease? And yet we're all about fundraising to find the cure, often for chronic diseases that are considered lifestyle diseases, meaning they can be prevented or reversed through our food and lifestyle choices. We are, in general, really, really in love with instant gratification. Overnight shipping, immediate results. And we're really averse to anything that takes steady commitment over a relatively long period of time. And where has that got us? You can visit the CDC website for a wide variety of data, none of which is very encouraging. And I'm going to admit that weight may be a really tired way of looking at health. And since according to the CDC, obesity is associated with the leading causes of death in the United States and worldwide, including diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and some types of cancer, it's especially worth noting the following pre-pandemic statistics about obesity. The U.S. obesity prevalence was 42.4% in 2017-2018. From 1999 to 2000 through 2017-2018, U.S. obesity prevalence increased from 30.5% to 42.4%. It used to be really easy to remember that statistic because it was, you know, a third of the adult population is overweight, a third is obese, and a third is quote unquote normal BMI. So we could say very easily that, you know, two thirds of Americans are overweight or obese. Now that's 42.4%. That's almost 50%. And obesity related conditions include heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and certain types of cancer. 
These are among the leading causes of preventable premature death. The estimated annual medical cost of obesity in the United States was $147 billion in 2008. So back, back when it was more like a third of people were obese, the cost was $147 billion. Medical costs for people who had obesity was $1,429 higher per year than medical costs for people with healthy weight. That's $1,500 higher per year. And we know what happened during the pandemic, right? 61% of us saw unwanted weight changes. I love that expression, unwanted weight changes. Basically, that means gained weight. So 61% of us gained weight, and the average weight gain was 29 pounds. So think about that medical cost statistic, right? $1,500 more per year that you will pay if you are obese than if you are normal BMI. Think about that statistic and then take a look at some health and economic costs of other diseases. I'm going to put a link for that in the show notes because it's really, really worth reading those statistics. Whether you wear an HR hat at work or are the COO of a household and you want to keep your team healthy and your healthcare premiums in check, that's a pretty good incentive to commit to some health and wellness programming, no? And yet... As I've been interviewing a number of HR professionals in the course of doing some market research this month, I've been struck by how few organizations offer anything more than standard health benefits for employees. And I think we can agree that the standard health vision dental coverage in our country is predominantly about disease care, not about health care. Sure, it's going to pay for your annual visit, and after that, it only provides care after a problem occurs. Little, if any, thought is given to how to prevent a health problem to begin with. So what does prevention look like? Prevention is not sexy. It's not the overnight cure, the silver bullet, the magic supplement. Because let's be honest, how far have those gotten us in recent decades? Prevention is about taking tiny, consistent actions every single day. And it's important that those actions are in alignment with our goals. In these bonus episodes, I'm walking you through the process my clients go through when reclaiming their health, the one that I abbreviated EAT, E-A-T. The E in the acronym stands for ENGAGE, which we explored a little bit last week. And prevention is all about alignment, which is the A in EAT. We face choices every day. Chocolate cake or apple? Netflix or workout? Instagram or early to bed? It doesn't take a wizard to know which choices are aligned with better health. The bad news is the poorer choice is often more fun or tastier. The good news is you only have to make the better choice 50% of the time to begin with. That's it, just 50% of the time. And you'll start to see results because 60, 75, 80% can feel like too much for most of us. So let's start with 50%. Think of it as an ounce of prevention to be taken daily with or without food. And if you know me, I will say definitely with plenty of water. Client after client tells me that they're frustrated with how slow progress towards a health goal feels, whether it's weight loss, cessation of a bad habit, reaching a fitness goal, rebalancing hormones, addressing emotional eating. 
all this work and so little to show for it. Ah, makes me want to just give up and go back to my bad habits. What's the point? We really are wired for negativity, aren't we? The tendency to see only the negative in a situation. So part of my work is to help clients find the positive spin. If you want to lose 20 pounds and you've only lost six, you're still closer to your goal than you were. If you want to run a 10 minute mile and you're only at 12 minutes, you're closer than you were when your time was 15 minutes. If you want to sleep seven hours a night and you're only at six, you're closer than when you were sleeping four hours a night. I recently had a client tell me about this terrible day she'd had, like everything about it was awful from start to finish. And she ended with, and then I ate a cookie. And so I'm bracing myself for her to go on and beat herself up about it. And here's what she says next. I ate one cookie, just one. In the past, it would have been the whole package after a day like today. So will there be days that she eats the whole package again? Maybe. And yet this day was a triumph. And really importantly, she was able to see that. So rejoice and be glad in your success, no matter how insignificant insignificant it seems. If you are taking aligned action toward your goal daily, you will get there. If you're interested in learning more about the EAT process, whether it's for your personal health or the health of your team, join me for a free Zoom workshop on the topic. Two times to choose from, and you can follow the link in the show notes to register. And I'll be back next week with the last episode in this bonus series about the EAT process. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker LLC neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe the podcast in your listening app so you never missed an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, send me an email or voice message. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the links are in the show notes.